Hi, and welcome to SpondyCast, where we bring together the best medical minds, thought leaders, scientists, patients, and caregivers to inform and inspire the spondylitis community. I'm your host, Jill Miller, living my best spa life, knowing that how we meet today has the power to change everything going forward. Hi, and welcome to SpondyCast. Today, our guest is Dr. Foom E. Lei, who received her PharmD from Chapman University School of Pharmacy. She completed a community pharmacy residency program at the University of Southern California's Alfred E. Mann School of Pharmacy with practice sites at 986 Pharmacy and Wynn Medical Center. Currently, she is a clinical pharmacist and pharmacy residency preceptor at Wynn Medical Center, a multidisciplinary internal medicine, rheumatology, and dermatology clinic in Rosemead, California. Dr. Lay, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. And welcome. We're going to talk about NSAIDs today. Yes, thank you so much for That's having me. Big talking. Yeah. So I guess uh, we talked a little before, but I think to pull kind of to the highest level, like what is an NSAID and how do they work in treating someone with a rheumatological disease uh, like spondyloarthritis? Yeah, I think a lot of people are maybe already be familiar with NSAIDs. Um, a pretty popular one is ibuprofen, which can be found over the counter is Advil. So may a lot of people may already be familiar but not know too much about what they are. So NSAID stands for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. And um, the bottom line is they're going to treat um, and alleviate that pain and inflammation in your body. So when someone has inflammation, which is typical, I think for a lot of our listeners, uh, how important is it when the inflammation begins to intervene with an NSAID? Well, early intervention is key in treating that pain and inflammatory response in your body, especially um, when it comes to uh, treating spondyloarthritis, uh, mainly because the main clinical manifestations are going to be that pain, that stiffness, and the swelling in the joints and spine. So uh, treatment with NSAIDs is going to provide that significant uh, symptomatic relief uh, for that joint pain and that morning stiffness. Um, and we'll get into the main mechanism of action of NSAIDs as well, which is the inhibition of uh, cyclooxygenase enzymes, uh, otherwise known as COX enzymes. And these enzymes are required to convert other enzymes in your body, such as um, arachidonic acids, some thromboxanes, prostaglandins, which are all part of the inflammatory pathway in your body that causes that pain and that fever and swelling. So NSAIDs work um, with COX-1 and COX-2, and uh, COX-1 is uh, playing a role in maintaining not only that inflammatory pathway, but it's also prevalent in the gastrointestinal mucosa lining, um, in your kidney function, and platelet aggregation, whereas COX-2 is going to be more uh, in your brain causing that inflammatory response. A lot of interesting there's a there there we have uh NSAIDs that are cox inhibitors correct okay so that kind of that paints the picture better for me uh as to what's going on there so uh and then the 
so the is it safe to say the like the NSAIDs interrupt that yes, pathway? Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so how many different types of uh, NSAIDs are there out there? Um, there's uh, a lot of different types. Some of them are non-selective, so they inhibit both the COX-1 and COX-2. Um, and then there are some that are selective for only COX-2. And then with that, there's going to be different um, side effect profiles as well. Okay, so let's talk about mm -hmm. side effects uh, for different NSAIDs. Okay. Um, so there's um, all NSAIDs will have generally the same type of side effects, which can include um, abdominal upset, some GI side effects, <clears throat> as well as cardiovascular side effects as well. So generally, we say all NSAIDs can increase the risk of gastrointestinal adverse events, such as um, gastrointestinal bleeding or gastric ulcers. Um, other um, side effects include increasing the risk of myocardial infarctions and stroke, um, so increased risk of cardiovascular toxicity um, in the general population. But the main side effect is going to be that abdominal pain, nausea, uh, which is why such an important counseling point to note for all NSAIDs across the board is that they should be taken with food to protect your stomach. Okay. And are they effective if you're taking like a... Yeah. So, yeah. One... Like a proton inhibitor, like a stomach pill? Yes, say. exactly. Sad. So if you um, know that you're going to be taking um, NSAIDs, especially ones that are higher potency or stronger dosage, then some physicians may um, give you a proton pump inhibitor uh, or a famotidine to kind of decrease that risk of gastric ulcers or bleeding. Okay, interesting. Um, in terms of effectiveness, uh, so for spondylitis, I, I believe NSAIDs are like the first line of defense for most doctors. Uh, how are they in terms of effectiveness against like a, compared against a biologic or a, a, like a DMARD? Yeah, so um, you're correct. A lot of first line medications for symptom relief is going to be those NSAIDs. Um, and for localized joint swelling, um, first-line medications for symptom relief are typically going to be your NSAIDs, your non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Um, however, if patients don't respond um, to NSAIDs, then that's where biologics or disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, otherwise known as DMARDs, come in to help relieve symptoms and prevent joint damage. So in terms of... Uh... And I think a lot of people use multiple approaches or a lot of doctors use multiple approaches, but are there, is there anything, if you're prescribed an NSAID or recommended an NSAID, is there anything in terms of influence that can make them more effective for you or less effective? Um, are there things you want to do as the patient to get the most, most effective treatment from the NSAID? Um, okay. <clears throat> I think frequently the choice of um, analgesics is based on personal experience. 
So um, generally NSAIDs will vary in the time of onset and the duration of their pain relief. So the longer the half-life of the particular NSAID that you're using, uh, the slower the onset of effect. So um, additionally, if you're using a higher dose that has a faster onset, you'll have a higher peak effect and a longer duration. Um, so it's advantageous to start um, with a high dose of a short-life drug, for example, ibuprofen, and then adjust that dose downwards after the analgesic effect has been achieved. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. So like throw everything you got at it, and then eventually once the inflammation reduces, you would reduce the reduce the, yes. the dosage. And then all NSAIDs, um, we kind of have to pick and choose based, you know, on each individual patient. Um, um, especially if, you know, you already know that you have some um, history of GERD or upset stomach, you're going to want to choose um, perhaps a COX-2 selective NSAID instead of a COX-1 uh, or a non-selective NSAID to kind of reduce those side effects. And in that way, you're also kind of increasing the effectiveness of the NSAID as well, because if you're going to be taking um, a medication that upsets your stomach, you probably won't be taking it as often, um, and therefore you'll be having more pain that's uncontrolled. Yeah, and is there any uh, specific group of patient population or demographic that should avoid NSAIDs, whether it's age or? Um, yes. So talking about the side effects that um, we had before with NSAIDs, so anyone who has previous history of serious um, uh, gastrointestinal bleeding or peptic ulcers, NSAIDs may not be the best form of pain relief for these patients. Um, and then NSAIDs also have greater bleeding risk. So if you are a patient that um, is taking a SSRIs or SNRIs, um, those uh, medications will have uh, medication interactions with NSAIDs and increase that risk of bleeding. Um, in addition, because NSAIDs can increase the risk of cardiovascular events, um, patients with a known history of stroke or heart attack may uh, want to use NSAIDs with caution. Uh, NSAIDs are also um, contraindicated after cardio, um, cardiac bypass graft surgery, so cabbage surgery. If you have had a history of this, then um, you should not be taking NSAIDs. <clears throat> so definitely share with the doctor. Yes, so share with the doctor. What's going on. Yeah, share with your doctor. Talk to your doctor about what other medications you're taking. Um, what your medical history looks like, and we'll be able to tailor your pain relief medications to fit your lifestyle and your profile. Okay, and we talked a little bit about some of the some of the short term side effects, uh, but using NSAIDs, a lot of people, I think, with uh, spinal arthritis, probably use NSAIDs on an ongoing basis. Um, so is long-term use indicated, or are there any complications that come with that outside of the side effects? 
not too much outside of the uh, normal side effects. So chronic NSAID use can increase the risk of peptic ulcer disease um, and stroke and myocardial infarction. Um, but we can prevent that with careful monitoring of your renal function, routine blood work, and medications to protect your stomach. And um, yeah. Would someone using NSAIDs have to make any kind of lifestyle changes? Is there any diet recommendation uh, when you're prescribing them? Yeah, lifestyle changes is always going to be a part of the treatment. Um, Yes, with any treatment regimen, uh, it's going to be combined with the use of lifestyle changes and medications together. I think that's always what works best. So in terms of lifestyle changes, you're going to look at your diet and exercise. So for diet, you're going to tr want to try to eat more in uh, uh, anti-inflammatory foods, such as leafy greens, fatty fish, such as salmon and tuna and nuts. You're going to try to avoid um, inflammatory foods such as uh, sodas, red meat, and fried foods. In addition, with exercise, um, one thing that we always promote very highly in our clinic is physical therapy. Um, and we found that physical therapy really helps in strengthening and stretching your muscles and tissues with specific exercises that can help reduce that recurrent discomfort and swelling and pain. Physical therapy can be a lifesaver for sure. <laughs> so in terms of once you have a patient who's using NSAIDs, uh, how do you monitor the effectiveness of the treatment? Uh, and how does a patient know maybe what are the signs that it might be time to move on because they're not getting symptom relief. Yeah, I think um, a lot of times you will know if a particular NSAID is effective for you or not. Um, it's all going to be a part of your your own assessment. Your How is your pain improving? Where has it improved? Um, how is your pain continuing to affect your quality of life or is it making your quality of life better? Has it decreased? Um, how is your ability to function and complete daily tasks? What is your range of movement like? You know, like before, if you weren't able to turn or twist without any pain, if you're, if you're still having visible inflammation and stiffness in your joints of your spine, your fingers, your, your knees, stuff like that. Um, so that's what we'll assess. And we'll have a deep conversation with each patient to find out um, where the pain has decreased and maybe where it's still persisting. Is there a timeline that you might want to try NSAIDs before you move on to the next treatment? I think a good timeline would be about a month or so. Um, I think within that time, because a lot of these NSAIDs work very quickly um, and you should notice, um, if not immediate, very, very, um, very quick uh, pain relief. So if you're still not, um, having that improvement in your symptoms, then at that point, it may be worth considering a different NSAID. Um, so that could be an increase in dose or just changing to a higher potency NSAID or moving on to combination therapy with a DMARD or a biologic. So that kind of leads into the next question. And I think you addressed some of these, but like overall strategies for using NSAIDs to manage pain would include, I think we talked to high dosing at the 
at the front end, uh, tracking and self-reporting of is the pain resolving and then maybe combination therapy is that are those would be the the overarching strategies for managing pain using NSAIDs. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, and do you do you guys tend to look at blood work related to like inflammation markers when someone's using NSAIDs? Um, yes, we will look at blood work. So we'll look at your arthritic profile, see where your ESR and CRP is at. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a combination of lab assessment, laboratory assessment, and then physical assessment as well. Okay. Uh, how would someone, in terms of a lot of medications, particularly for chronic disease, there's always this like question of risk to benefit. Uh, how would you, along with the patient, balance the risks and benefits of the treatment using NSAIDs? Uh, for something like spondyloarthritis or another rheumatological condition, are they generally on the very safe side? Is there other things to consider? Yeah, typically with NSAIDs, they are a very safe medication. Again, the most common side effect is going to be that nausea, any stomach upset, and we already have um, ways of reducing that risk um, through um, Eating, uh, taking your medication with food or using other medications like omeprazole, pantoprazole, those um, proton pump inhibitor medications or famotidine to kind of reduce that risk of peptic ulcers and bleeding. Um, and again, there's also going to be those lifestyle modifications that you can take to even reduce the amount of NSAIDs uh, that you need to take on a daily basis. So. Um, I always say NSAIDs are kind of on a as-needed basis. So if you're combining your use of NSAIDs with um, diet, exercise, physical therapy, all those things can help improve pain and physical function, your spinal mobility, um, to the point where you can slowly decrease your NSAID intake. Nice. And, and what about... Uh pregnancy and breastfeeding, how do you treat in that case? Yeah, so um, for pregnancy, um, for breastfeeding, it's uh, there's limited information. So there's really no um, results that show um, high levels of NSAIDs in breast milk. So for the most part, uh, in terms of breastfeeding, it's limited information um, at your own risk but studies do show that there's extremely low levels in breast milk. Um, however, in terms of pregnancy, um, it is contraindicated in the third trimester of pregnancy. Um, and this is important because NSAIDs, when used in the third trimester of pregnancy, around uh, 30 plus weeks, um, can cause premature closing of the ductus arteriosus, uh, which connects the pulmonary artery to the aorta in the heart of your baby. Um, <clears throat> and this is going to um, lead to, can lead to heart failure um, in your baby. So very, very important. Um, talk to your OBGYN um, if you are pregnant and um, we're going to have to find another uh, way to relieve your pain when you're in the third trimester of pregnancy. 
up until the third trimester, it's still safe to use, but definitely after third trimester, uh, NSAIDs are a no-no. Okay, good to know. Uh, and then in terms of research, I know probably NSAIDs have been around a while, but uh, and I think the research out there shows that they, they do a good job. Um, but are you aware of any like ongoing trials or research studies for new new applications or new innovations with NSAIDs? Um, I think for years there's been lots and lots of studies um, around NSAIDs for spondyloarthritis and they've all proven what we've known for so long that NSAIDs are very effective in reducing that pain and inflammation <clears throat> and then helping to relieve the symptoms of aching and stiffness in the joints and spine for our patients with spondyloarthritis. Um, currently, I'm not aware of any new clinical trials regarding NSAIDs, um, and I'm sure the reason for that is because these medications are already so well established in the treatment guidelines. Um, I think nowadays a lot more research is aimed more at biologic treatments that are coming out, and that's definitely a new hot topic, and more biologics are coming out on the market all the time, so I think that's where um, we've kind of shifted um, our our view um, in terms of research research studies and clinical trials. So just to wrap up, like, do you have any advice for people uh, with spondyloarthritis who are considering NSAIDs or have have concerns mm -hmm. over them? I think if you are a patient um, who is considering NSAID treatment, um, definitely talk to your doctor um, because again, um, everybody is going to be different, and you're going to have. Um, a different uh, medical history. <clears throat> In terms of concerns about its use, um, again, NSAIDs are a very safe medication, um, but again, it, it all depends on you yourself as the patient. So NSAIDs are a very effective form of uh, pain management, and when done correctly, um, you can utilize um, lifestyle changes, exercise, diet, um, and other medications to kind of control the side effects and also enhance those analgesic effects. Um, Amazing. This has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the work you're doing out there. Uh, well, we will wrap it up and I think uh, any final advice for for people living with a chronic disease? Or where do you see hope in the world around these things from a pharm pharmacy standpoint? Yeah, I think from a pharmacy standpoint, it's definitely exciting to see all these new um, treatments come out. I think a lot of studies look very promising in terms of biologics um, and all these new like TNF inhibitors, um, all these new products coming out. So. Um, there's definitely um, a good and bad thing because now you have to think, you know, there's so many different options out there, which one is going to be best for me, but it, it's a good and bad thing because now you have options, okay? So if one thing doesn't work, you know, you can always look and see what will and, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you, you overlay that, like, we're learning more about the disease, these diseases as time goes on and, uh, it makes the matrix bigger, but probably better quality of exactly. life overall, I think for 
people with them. Uh, well, great. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I definitely appreciate this time. And I think all the listeners will also get a lot out of uh, better understanding where the the benefits and pitfalls are around NSAIDs. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you again. I had so much fun. Spondycast was made possible by donations from the Spondylitis Association of America's individual members and our show's corporate sponsor, AbbVie. Since our founding in 1983, the Spondylitis Association of America has been the face, voice, and leading nationwide nonprofit, educating, empowering, and advocating for people living with spondyloarthritis. Through our extensive work with patients, the medical community, and partners, we provide information and resources to help people impacted by the disease live better lives and champion research to find a cure.